0: everyone, welcome along to a Premier League fixture release episode of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. If you're along on the Premier League journey for the first time, I'm your host Kev. I am joined for this episode by the Lutonian journalist Jane Cunliffe, uh, Luton Town commentator Simon Pitts and Trust Chairman Tony Murray. Gents, I trust you're all well, I trust you've had a good look through the fixtures and um, well let's get ready to dissect them. OK, then, I'll start with you, James, because the Premier League journey for Luton Town starts with, well, your friend Mike Simmons, he's da- the Derby, Brighton v Luton, uh, Amex Stadium is the <laughs> venue for Luton's first ever Premier League game. I guess in from press box point of view, it couldn't really have been a better game, really, could it? But uh, for everyone, really, what a fantastic game to look forward to.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, the release of the <laughs> fixtures in the first game of the season is a, is a big one anyway, but this one has been... More than highly anticipated, I'd say. And yeah, you're right; it's going to be a yeah. Mike's, Mike's going to be over the moon with that. I've not spoke to him yet, but um, yeah, that that will be one hell of a weekend. Also, in terms of just somewhere to go, Brighton is one of the best places in the country. I think to have a bit of a weekend away in the sun, it's going to be great.
0: Very, very rare. Very, very rare, should I say that we get um, seaside games. In summer, actually, if you think back to last season, Blackpool couldn't have been any less summer if it had tried. Simon, we've been to Brighton at the Goldstone ground, we've been to the Withdean Stadium, we've got drenched at the Withdean Stadium. Much more luxurious surroundings at the Amex Stadium, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the start of the Premier League and it's start of the new grounds ticking off, isn't it, for for fans? So, um, you know, it's... uh, An away game, I think we'd all expected that, given the work that are going on at Kenilworth Road. But, um, you know, you always hope for one of the big boys. But with all due respect to Brighton, you know, they performed really well this last season. And, you know, it's going to be a tough challenge, but it's a great start down on the coast and easy, at least for the travelling fans down on the train. Albeit, you know, it's very difficult, that last leg from Brighton out to uh, the ground. So uh, leave yourself plenty of time for fans that are going.
0: And make sure there's plenty of time if you've got any plans on the Saturday evening as well, because it's a pain in the ass to get back on that train, back into um, Brighton. Tony, um, there's obviously lots of historical sort of connotations between Brighton and Luton. Obviously, Nathan Jones, the most recent one of them, going further back. Steve Foster's obviously a legend at both clubs. Um, But I guess the interesting one on that opening day is we'll come face to face with former foe João Pedro on
3: the opening day of the season. Yes, yeah, so we will. And don't forget Glenn Ray as
0: well. Uh, you're absolutely right. I do apologise to Glenda. Uh, quite right.
3: Yeah, that, that'll be um, an interesting game. I, I think it's a good test for us. Um, you know, they're a side that have come up and, and done really well. So it'll be a good gauge for us. I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they'll have a few players in and out. They've lost a couple, haven't they? And... Uh, they recruitment of course they'll be playing in Europe as well so um yeah I, i'm i'm really looking forward to it it'll be a good a good game are you going to take your bucket and spade uh, no i don't think there's much sand down there mate don't so. <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah yeah <laughs> bit bit yeah. on that one but you know yeah. i'm Hell all,
2: yeah.
3: all for the fishing
0: chips mate you know me
3: yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah, fine but uh, yeah it's it's, it's uh, a a great game i'm, I'm it just depends if kickoff will be at 3 o'clock on the Saturday, isn't it? I mean, I can't see it being picked for the first game because um, I think there'll be far more, um, as Sky would see it, mouth-watering games to start with. They'd probably look at see who Burnley's got, but you can't guarantee anything with Sky. So, um, I think, you know, it could be Saturday, it could be Sunday, it could be Monday, so... Um,
0: and yeah, I think man. they have
3: picked the um, TV games for the opening week of the season
0: already, haven't they? So I think we are definitely Saturday at three o'clock. Um, okay. Okay. No, that, no that,
3: that's fair. So, um, you know, people can go ahead and start booking their travel then, can't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I think it's Burnley-Man City on the
0: Friday night to start the season. I did look at yeah. all the other ones, but let's be yeah, honest. The them. Forest though. Saturday
1: lunchtime. <laughs> that's the ones it.
0: really yeah. matter to us, do they? But, um, Yeah. Uh, an incredibly great start to the season. I mean, away from home against a team that's going to be playing in Europe. Brilliant uh, brilliant start. Mm. If that's a brilliant start, James, we've probably hit the most underwhelming first Premier League game, home game in history with Burnley at home. However, as everyone has told me, it's a perfectly winnable game, so we can't really ask for a great deal more than that
2: that's the main thing I don't I, I don't think it really matters who was going to be the opponent for the first game first Premier League game at the Kenny it's going to be one hell of an atmosphere anyway and people are going to be buzzing for it but you're right when Burnley came down last season in the Championship they played off the park really <laughs> I know, they lost it's funny to say that because they lost but it was a, it was a penalty that did it and um, uh, it was a sending off in that game so um, yeah yeah um, if if anyone ran Burnley close last season in terms of uh, matches, it was Luton. They took um took a point off them, didn't they, up at their place first game of the season. So that's interesting, isn't it? First game of the season last last season and the first home game this season. But um yeah, one of those one of those games that you could have put anyone up there and I think Luton fans would be bell up for it
0: second game of the season last season, but I'll allow you to forget that Birmingham home game because it was oh, I have. Oh, I have. <laughs> absolutely non-event game of football that any of us have ever um, been to in our lives. Um I guess that is the big thing though, Simon, isn't it? it? it's a winnable game. It's not a Manchester City. It's not a you know it's not a glamour game, so to speak, but you know, if we if we want to get points on the board early, we've certainly got the opportunity there.
1: Yeah, I mean you can't underestimate any team, obviously in the in the Premier League. But you look at the teams that have come up with us as the ones where you know we were challenging them in the matches we played this season. Obviously, we beat Sheffield United at their place and a draw at home. Burnley, you know, we got a draw up there early in the season, and um, you know we we're unlucky to lose at Kenworth Road. So yeah, it's it's not your big six, your big glamorous tie that perhaps fans would have hoped for to uh, to start the proceedings at Kenworth Road, but. It, we've got to play every team during the course of the season and let's get that one out of the way and um, look forward to perhaps some of the bigger games later on. But uh, it'd just be fantastic to be playing Premier League football at, at Kenilworth Road. I mean, whoever you're playing, they're going to be big, tough games and you know we're there to compete and let's get some points on the board if we can early doors. But you mentioned, obviously, you know, you're playing some of the big teams. To be honest, you look back and perhaps sometimes at the start of the season, that's when you do want to play them because they haven't quite settled in yet. I mean, I think back of the time we got promoted to the Championship, uh, you know, after 04-05 and we played Southampton and Crystal Palace in consecutive games who just got relegated from the Premier League and beat them both. So, you know, there is something to be said for playing the so-called bigger teams' early doors. But, you know, we'll look forward to those big big fixtures later on in the season.
0: In Morgan's finest hour, wasn't it? That um, Southampton game. Uh, Remember it well. I think Harry Redknapp was their manager uh, if uh, if my memory of 18 years ago uh, is, is any good. Tony Burnley, um, as James just said, we gave as good as we got against them at home. And uh, you'd imagine both teams are going to strengthen before that game. But there's nothing, there's no reason why we would go into that not confident.
3: No, not at all. Um, you know, we don't know who we're going to sign yet. Burnley are probably the same. There's plenty of rumours and speculation, but... It's all to play for. Um, You know, we we know that Vincent Company has already said that it's going to be a challenge coming to Kenilworth Road for any Premier League side. So I don't see any reason why we can't pick up three points from that home game. It will be interesting
0: if these rumours are to be believed which side of uh, the halfway line Cody Dramey will be lining up on um, that afternoon. Yeah, that's Burnley are supposedly rumoured to be interested in him, but given that he was the only one who wore his kit at the um, parade, I'm hoping that that was a sign that he'll be lining up for us. Um, Simon, uh, first big six team of the season, the third game of the season, Chelsea away. Um, absolute basket case of a football club last season, but Pochettino's gone in there now. I don't know if they're going to recall Romello Lukaku, but based on what I saw at the Champions League final, if they do, Tom Locke is in for an easy afternoon. But Chelsea away, I mean, we all missed out, didn't we, in the Cup, apart from yourselves, uh, because it was COVID. So this is another game that Luton fans are going to be very much looking forward to.
1: Yeah, indeed. I mean, that that's uh, you know, great tie. Uh, bank holiday weekend, isn't it? So um, down in London, obviously, that's one that potentially could yet get changed. I, I, I must admit, I know I was aware of the, um, obviously, we're recording this very soon after the fixtures have come out. I know that this Sky have chosen the first game of the weekend, but uh, I'm not sure that they've gone any further as yet. So that's potentially one that, you know, we could see getting moved. Um, obviously, uh, you know, last played them in that cup game, as you said, that uh, behind closed doors and away. So, you know, it's uh, it's a big one to look forward to. Um, as you said, they, surely they can't be as bad as they were this season. But as I said earlier, let's hope we can try and um, take the game to them early, early in the season when uh, they're perhaps not up and running to full strength and uh, got the season behind them.
0: Will still be five days of the transfer window left by that point. So they're probably another 600 million down the Swanee with the weekly comes. So um, <laughs>
1: well, that, that's been- the other thing, of course, isn't it? New players coming in, and if they don't settle straight away, you know, that, that's what I was talking about earlier. That's why I feel it's a good time to be playing these, these so called bigger name teams because, uh, you know, they are trying to settle their squad in and where they've bought out in the summer. And, you know, new players coming and going, they, they don't necessarily gel immediately.
0: No, you're absolutely right. And, of course, we're likely to have that situation. But we tend to do our business a lot earlier, so hopefully that'll be fine. I mean, James, in terms of the first big six club that we could have played, Chelsea, probably not the worst ones because we're familiar foes, aren't we? Two cup games against them in the last three seasons, gave as good as we got at Stamford Bridge, gave even more against them at Kenworth Road and um, just ran out of legs that night. So if it's a similar foot in there, and you've got to think we've improved tenfold since then, and we rested a load of players that night, again, we could go there and uh, give them a good game.
2: Yeah, you would like to think so. Um, it'd be nice if they were still the basket case of a club that finished this season, but you'd think that they'd improve a little bit under Poticino. Um But yeah, they, it was close. game, a bit of a fright at Kenner's throat, obviously. But, um, until the end of the season when we had all those Watford and Sunderland and Wembley games, there was the, one of the biggest roars was that um, Burt goal in the FA Cup final. FA Cup, not in the FA Cup final, I wish. FA Cup game against Chelsea in the
0: FA Cup final
2: yeah 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 no, I've seen it I've seen it on the end of the fixture list I've got it noted mate It's noted <laughs> um, yeah yeah so um, you know th- there's obviously going to be a lot of turnaround there because they've got they've signed ahead of a lot of players uh, in January that didn't gel anyway so he's got a job on his hands to do that and um, we'll we'll see what comes of it so you can't really predict who they're going to play because they've got about 40 players so um, it's it's uh, yeah, but it, it, I, I went to that game, um, the FA Cup game at their place in the COVID season and it was one of the most bizarre things to be in a massive stadium like that with no one in there. Um, so hopefully it'll be, well, yeah, it will be different this time.
0: Didn't our players have to get changed at a leisure centre or something down the road? Didn't didn't the kick-off for the second half get delayed because we, we underestimated about a 10-minute walk or whatever it was back from the leisure it was very weird. Anyway, it won't be none of that <laughs> on this occasion. On this occasion, Tony, I suspect you've been to Stamford Bridge before, but this is still very much a game, probably the first sort of real mouthwatering game with a huge away end and everything that that we're going to experience in the Premier League.
3: Oh, Without a doubt, you know, um, as I said, I've I've been to uh, the only London ground I have been to, I think, is Crystal Palace. And uh, I intend to do that, uh, you know, this season. But... um, no, I'm 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 really looking forward to it because the thing is, we're going into these games, and, and and you know, realistically, we're expected to lose. You know, all the pundits will say we're not going to beat the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, Manchester City. So any point we gain is 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 a benefit. Is, you know, it's a plus. So no, I'm, we've got nothing to 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 fear. Um, you know. And look forward to it, enjoy it and, uh, you know, come what may. I, I I think we could surprise a few teams and why not Chelsea?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: I would agree with that. James, the first big six club at home.
0: Supposedly big six, but the league table doesn't tell you this. Uh, we have to wait till October for this. Tottenham, we might have the England captain, Harry Kane, at Kenworth Road, which will be an experience. Hopefully he's as useless as he was the last time we came up against him a game of football um, Tottenham at home I mean that's a you know these are historical my first ever looting game was against Tottenham actually way 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 back when so it would be kind of a historical one for me but it just points it just puts it all into sort of perspective really doesn't it you know the England captain at Ken North Road potentially
2: well I mean if he's got any sense he'll be on his toes um, this summer <laughs> he's never going to win a t- trophy the trophies that he wants at, at Tottenham you wouldn't suspect so yeah um, if I was his agent, I'd be t- phoning Real Madrid every day to see what's going on. But, uh, and if that's the case, hopefully he won't be there. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're supposedly one of the, the big teams. Again, it's another team like Chelsea that have just changed their manager. They had a... Well you, well, you wouldn't say awful season. I'd like to have a season like they had last season. But uh, you know, from what they, they expect from that team, they, they underperformed massively. Um, so it'd be another... Summer of change, um, yeah, it's it's all exciting because I mean, even if Harry Kane goes, you expect some to still be there. So there's some big name players come in, and that's exactly what we wanted when we when we got promoted.
0: Yep, indeed. I mean, Simon, Tottenham. Been quite a while since we've come up against them, and we have come up against a few of these either in the league or in cups in uh, recent seasons, but not Tottenham.
1: No, just their under-21 side, didn't we, in the of um, Trade Trophy, uh, what, six years ago, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, no, they're one of the teams that league-wise we've not played since the last time we were in the top flight. Um, you know, as there are a good number, obviously, those teams that have, have stayed in the top flight since we dropped out. But uh, yeah, um, you know, it'll be uh, great to have um, Tottenham at Kenilworth Road. And, you know, it's, uh, again, another one of those potential ones, isn't it, that could get changed? Although I notice it is just before the international break, isn't it? So um you know that that could go to the Sunday um potentially but I, I think that could be one that um the TV companies look at but no that's uh yeah that's the first uh really big game to sort of get them in, isn't it but, but Kenny
0: yeah I would say so That's no disrespect to Burnley West Ham or Wolves but you only have to look at the table from last season none of them were much higher than 15th were they so mm-hmm. uh and obviously Burnley were in the in the championship, Tony Tottenham at home—that must evoke a few memories. We've had them; we've had their best teams down here, and now we're going to get one. Well,
3: based on last season, one of their worst. <laughs> yeah, but I still think they're a, uh, they're a decent outfit. They, they're capable of upsetting a few things, and uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a tough one to call. I mean, I've got some good memories of there. You know, Gascoigne scoring an amazing goal when he went between uh, Donaghy and. And Foster, and also uh, I've good memories of uh, playing Tottenham when uh, David Platt went there. Um, You know all the ill feeling and the hostility then. So um, I think this is going to be the uh, the nearest thing we'll have to a derby game this this coming season. So um, yeah, bring it on, bring it on! And again, I think Tottenham could be surprised by us. Indeed, Um, as Simon
0: said. The second international break of the season follows that. And then we're Mm -hmm. based in the Midlands for the rest of October. uh, Forest away, Villa away. But then, James, we come up to the first real standout week of Premier League football. Uh, We host Liverpool currently on the Saturday. But as Simon's alluded to on a number of occasions, these games are subject to move and home to Liverpool certainly one that may well do and away to Manchester United the following week is well that will definitely move because Manchester United have to be on television every single game that they play but what a week that is Liverpool at home Man United away bring that on
2: that's an easy six pointer that isn't it no problem (laughs) whatsoever
0: we'll we'll just clip this up just so that we can remind everyone uh, afterwards but yeah
2: yeah no I'm really looking forward to that one um my first Luton game was a Liverpool game Um, uh, I just discovered from chatting to to my dad at the weekend about the fixtures release and he told me it was that Um, so yeah I'm really looking forward to that one Um, Manchester away is one of the great iconic grounds isn't it Manchester United which I've never been to in fact so I'm really looking forward to that I've been to (coughs) I know Liverpool coming to the Kenny but I've been to Anfield in that FA Cup games covered Luton in that FA Cup game back in the early 2000s, or wherever it was, that um, <laughs> Luton a, a decent amount of money to stay afloat, didn't it? Really, at the end of the day, but uh, never been to, never been to Old Trafford, so I'm really to that one. 2008,
0: that game that James mentioned, but there was obviously a more famous cup game a few years earlier, Simon, which unfortunately we were on the wrong end of uh, that five-three defeat. That really does revoke some memories. That was one of my favourite Luton games, even though we lost. But Liverpool and Manchester United, I mean, when you qualify for the Premier League and you get promotion, you know, they're two fixtures that you look for immediately and they come back to back.
1: Yeah, incredible, isn't it? I mean, it, it just, a lot of fans, you know, still since Wembley, we've been, is it real? Is it happening? And I think today with the fixtures coming out and you're looking at, you know, playing the likes of Liverpool and Manchester United and Man City and, you know, it's just... It's, it's hitting home and it's, it's becoming reality. And we've got plenty to look forward to with these trips. And, you know, that uh, we've talked about clubs with all due respect that, you know, aren't in those big names as such, but obviously every right and uh, performing in the Premier League. But to have a, an eight-day period or however many days it is, once Sky changed the fixtures, but to have that period of two games in a row against Liverpool and Man United, you know, by then, hopefully we're really showing the Premier League what we, we could be capable of. And, uh, you know, we can put in some performances there. But uh, yeah, incredible. And yeah, we certainly, uh, you know, as you mentioned, that that Liverpool game up 17 years ago now, um, we need to, uh, you know, turn that scoreline around and uh, let's make it 5-3 to Luton this time.
0: Oh dear, that would be a a game. (laughs) If that's pushed back um, 24 hours, it would be bonfire night and there'll certainly be some fireworks at Kenworth Road that day if that is the case I mean Tony they're two fixtures that are synonymous in our history really I mean how many times Liverpool come down here in the 80s absolutely hated the plastic pitch didn't they obviously they've not got the plastic pitch this time around but they've got a whinging manager who will find something to know about I'm absolutely (laughs) certain (laughs) of um but you know just two great games
3: oh absolutely um you know the uh the Liverpool game, the home game, will be fantastic. There's been some great tussles between us and Liverpool down the years. Um, but I have got, I think Klopp is the sort of person that will probably love a visit to Kenilworth Road. I think he'll love Kenilworth Road, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think that'll be great. Manchester United, um, that's, a, that's a hard one to call. I mean, um, again, I've seen some great games against those and I'll never forget McArthur's last minute winner against them to beat them in the previous season we'd lost 5-0 at home to them um, good and it'd be nice this season to actually win at Old Trafford we never have won there scored hardly any goals there either haven't we Simon? so um, you know uh, uh, two great games as I said before every game is going to be a, a, a challenge for us and um, you know I'm, I'm just Looking forward to the whole thing. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I'm not going to get too down at uh, any defeats and I will we'll celebrate victories like nobody's business. But just remember the great man who said, never too high and never too low. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, no disrespect to any other
0: clubs uh, in this coming period. Um, but I suspect Rob Edwards is going to have nightmares about December, James. But as football fans, the 14 coming to Kenworth Road in December. Arsenal, Manchester City, Newcastle, Chelsea. I mean, hello.
3: Yeah,
0: that, Arsenal one's on my birthday, so they better not Um I don't uh,
2: think the
0: midweek games get moved anyway, do they? I think they're set in stone. It's the weekend ones that are... Um, yeah,
2: yeah, different. exactly. So... Um, so yeah, that's me. That's my, my my birthday at the Kelly. That'd be that'd be decent. Um, listen, they're all they're all going to be so hard, I don't they? I mean, you see, you see the Gay Boss show interview yesterday at the club where he said that they're going to have to perform better to stay up than they did just to get promoted. So we all know the challenge ahead, um, and there might be an element of being a little bit starstruck for a while. I, I, I hope it doesn't last too long. I'm talking fans and players as well, you know, um, and a lot of people are going to start to feel real now that the fixtures are out and that it's starting to sink in a bit more, but it's it's not really, it's not really for me. I mean, I'm excited obviously, but I don't, I don't want to let it sink in for a little while. I want to enjoy this summer of just what has been achieved and then worry about all that when when we get there and just uh, take these days with these big milestones of the fixture release and just get excited about them. But yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to savour as much as
0: possible. Simon, I think when the before the fixtures were released, I think the one thing all Luton fans wanted was a real juicy under the floodlights at Kenworth Road game of football and the computers turned out arsenal for us. I mean, it couldn't be any better, could it? Runners up last season. They're gonna have title aspirations this season. I mean what a perfect game. The atmosphere now I'm already, it's already heads on the back of the next stuff out. It's just going to be electric.
1: Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? I mean, again, go back to December, 1991, the last time that uh, Arsenal played at Kenilworth road. And, and that was a one nil victory. a certain Mick Harford scoring in that game. So, you know, December, uh, all these years on and um, fingers crossed, we can do the same business, as you say, tremendous game to have under the lights at Kenilworth road. It's, I mean, it, one of the disappointing things as it stands is there obviously aren't as many midweek fixtures in the Premier League um, until ones get changed to perhaps a Friday night or possibly even a, a Sunday evening, Monday night. But, you know, that, that is one that's in there, one of the three that's in there as uh, midweek fixtures. So, yeah, incredible. Um, you know, early December, Arsenal at home, floodlights, cracking atmosphere. Yeah, look, looking forward to that, looking forward to all, all 38 games, really. But, uh, yeah, as, as big games under the lights go, that's a, that's a cracking one.
0: Uh, Tony, Arsenal on the Tuesday, Man City at home on the Saturday. I mean, will Kenilworth Road ever be the same again?
3: <laughs> I doubt it, mate. I doubt it. Um, I mean, as you know, just to echo Simon, it's it's absolutely brilliant. It's just, you know, unbelievable. You know, when you think back to where we were, and, you, and nine years later, we've got this. It, 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 you just can't take it in, can you? It's just unreal what's happened to to our football club and the journey we've been on and everything else. It, it's going to be fantastic. And I, I tell you something else: we're all going to get tapped up. Can you get us tickets? Can you? Oh, I had that for Wembley, so you know. Um, but no, it's great. But the one thing I will say is, all of us fans. That are going to be there at Kenilworth Road. We've got to be up for these games. We, we've got to be on top form. We've got to generate that atmosphere that we had for Watford and we had for Sunderland. Because if we don't do that, then we haven't we haven't got a hope against these teams. We need to take advantage of everything we can and uh, you know enjoy it. And I, I'm so looking forward to these games. It's brilliant. It's brilliant.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. Those two, top two from last season, one after the other. We're going to skip Boxing Day at Sheffield United because no one really wants to look forward to Christmas in Sheffield, do they?
3: So uh, we'll skip, <laughs> we'll skip past that. We'll, we'll skip past just, that. and uh, so we'll go to Sheffield. So I was looking forward to Sheffield United, all right. But um, Boxing Day, mm, Yeah, I'll
1: have to do have for that, I think. Gone are the days loaf <laughs> of local games on Boxing Day, isn't it?
0: I was going to say, couldn't have been much worse time, could it? I think they're the last team we play as well Um, so we'll find out a pretty good gauge of where we are at the end of that Boxing Day game actually, Um, I think the game's after that in the second time around, James will skip through uh, to February because that's another tough month we've already covered the Man United-Liverpool back-to-back which happens for a second time that month but we also go to Newcastle that month as well so it's another defining month
1: yeah,
2: it is. And um, when Luton play Man City and play Newcastle, it will be um, an ethically run club against uh, <laughs> uh, two clubs that are very much not. And so regardless of what the result will be, I'll claim a moral victory on both of them because, uh, you know, we've got a, cl- a club run by fans that's properly run, sustainably run, well run. Uh, and they uh, <clears throat> they are sports-washing wa- sports projects of oil-rich states. So... Uh,
0: yeah. Well, all I mean, if the, if the courts get their uh, acts together with, you know, Manchester City might be a completely different Manchester City by uh, the time that we play them anyway, mightn't it? So um, that's one thing. Uh, Simon, obviously, with with regards to Newcastle, we'll cover them quickly. Uh, last time we were at St James's Park, was in the FA Cup a few years ago. If Danny Hilton's second goal was allowed, who knows? We might even have pulled off the upset that day. But apart from the fact that fans aren't going to see Boggle from up on the moon. Um, it's just another iconic stadium to visit.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I mean, it's always a tremendous atmosphere at Newcastle, isn't it? Very passionate supporters up there, and um, you know, it makes for a good weekend away for travelling fans as well. So, yeah, uh, you know, that is a, a huge game, and uh, will certainly be interesting to see. Obviously, five years ago, well, it'll be six years by then, won't it? Since we played them um, at St James's Park, be interesting to see you know the levels now that we're at and what we're capable of doing and. You know, it's uh, it will just highlight, as James mentioned on there, the difference in money within football, um, the amount that they can spend and put into the squad compared to to what Luton have. So, you know, that will really hopefully show that uh, you know money doesn't always buy you success.
0: Yeah, I think I saw last night they've tabled a fifty million pound bid for someone who lost with Inter Milan in the Champions League final. Where uh, on Saturday, um, I, hope on thought... I hope players
2: like that if they do that, I hope. They get a summer of being pied off by top-class players who just don't want to go there. That'd be wonderful.
0: Well, based on what I saw of Inter Milan in the Champions League final on Saturday, they need to drop the naught off the end of that. That's for <laughs> that's for sure. Um, Tony St James's Park uh, again. I know we went there for the cup a few years ago, but to go there when do you think we went there as a League Two side to go there and level with them? What five, six years later? Just to, just highlights the achievement, really, did not it? Oh, yes.
3: It, it, again, it sort of pinched me, isn't it? It's um, unreal. Again, we'll go there, enjoy the occasion, come what may. But I'd like to, to sort of further add on from what Simon was saying about the money and, and, and the disparity in football. I think as well, it's got to be questioned about where that money comes from and, you know, the ethical side of it. Um you know the the, the uh, human rights records and and things like that that I think the 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 Premier League should look into and should be aware of. Um, they yeah. apparently
2: did, Tony. They looked in and thought that yeah, they're exactly. they were fitting proper people to run the club, apparently. But
3: there you go. Yeah, yeah. Just how much money you got in the bank? Okay, you'll do for me. I think that's what it was to be honest with you, James. But pretty much. No, you know, if there's any justice in this world, we'll go there and them.
0: And after the final international break, we have three away trips that probably, well, certainly two of them, if not all three, are the best away trips of the lot, James Tottenham, Arsenal, Manchester City. They have three away games in a row that oh, there is a home game against Bournemouth in amongst them. But they're three trips that, you know, when you're looking at assessing the big stadiums and things and the ones to go to, they'll be high up on the list.
2: Yeah, I've never been to Tottenham's new stadium, um, obviously, so that would be a good one. I went a couple of times to White Hart Lane, um, so that would be one to check off the list. Arsenal, I'm telling you now, is the best press room food in all of the land, so I'll <laughs> wait to go there. That would be <laughs> <quite> a a... <laughs> that's, that's,
3: that's,
2: that's what keeps me going, press room food. I might have to do a little blog about it. But <laughs> it's going to go... Can uh... you get a pretty for
3: that one, James?
2: Yeah, I'll see what I could do, mate. I'll see what I could do. But um, yeah, <laughs> um I, I've done it's like this season as well because they've been doing quite well. But uh, when I was watching it, was in the, um, the the dog end of the Ar- Arsenal Wenger years where they weren't happy, and it was quite as a library around that place as well. So um, if it's like that, that will play into Luton's hands. Um, yeah, and Man City, I didn't get to go to the um, playoff final up there when it was. Lucky bastard. Um, yeah, luckily it, it was a Saturday game, I, had, I was on the I was on the sports desk and sent a load of reporters up there. So um I watched it from afar. So I haven't actually been to that ground. Um It's one I'm least looking forward to going to, to be honest, because it looks like a lovely ground. But do um do do the owners of Manchester City with the untold trillions of money they've got probably um, in the bank. Um, do, do they really need a stadium handed to them which is what they got so um, yeah I, I can't get excited about Man City at all uh, I, I don't think anybody is that excited other than Man City fans about the fact that they won the treble because of these 115 un- unanswered charges that they've got hanging over them which if um, if there was any sense into it they'd they'd disprove them straight away but Apparently, the, the, the best thing to do is to litigate against that and try and stretch out as long as possible. So, until those sorts of things are sorted and you're playing on an oh, the keel, then I'm, yeah, can't get excited about based, uh,
3: based uh, on- According to some sources in the media, it's the biggest fairy tale in football. <laughs>
2: Well, exactly. I've had a few Twitter rows with Man City fans this week. You'd think they'd be on cloud nine enjoying a treble, but no, they were too worried about little old Luton, which says says enough about them. But yeah, I, po- I pointed these things out after they won the treble and, and after that ridiculous yeah. commentary from the Cup final, the Champions League final, uh, where they just yeah. discounted the likes of Luton's story, Wimbledon's story, you know, Celtic winning the European Cup, and people were sending other things in as well. Um, mm. pointing out different different things like Liverpool's um, 2005 Champions League victory and stuff. I mean, it's not on the same scale as Luton and Wimbledon, but all these stories are much more of a fairy tale than they are than Man City buying their way yeah. uh, to every single trophy going.
0: Yeah, I'm not no, in with bagging um, commentators, but he must have had that line written down for him to have produced it so quickly after the full-time whistle, and that was just... Yeah. I've,
2: I've seen our good friend simon Pitts' notes again he's got reams and reams of them there's no chance that that fella doing the commentary did that off the cuff
0: <laughs> yeah right no. and that was the thing about it you know if he had done it off the cuff way back way afterwards then you know but to have it actually written down as well and think that it was true i mean no, come on read the room a, a little bit more than that simon
1: there's two games play on that down. sorry i i don't I just clarify i don't prep phrases like that i prep stats so I have copious uh, notes, yeah. but none, none of them are phrases or uh, <laughs> words that I'm going to say, because then to me, that's not natural. Uh, when you're commentating, you, you say what you feel at the time rather than uh, anything prepared. But I do know, you know, they do have, the, the, the professionals out there do plan phrases or try and come up with comedy lines, uh, don't they? But uh, no, all, all my preps are stats only.
2: Yeah, I should, I should have clarified that, Simon. I did I did actually mean that, because if anyone's listened to your um Commentary after the Dabo penalty and thinks that's scripted. That's just pure emotion, and that's what we want. That's the good stuff. But that's what, what the, came uh, out of, of was nonsense. That's
0: the viral commentary that we uh, that we like on this podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Simon, uh, oh, superstar <laughs> after uh, after that one, uh, <laughs> and Alex Lawless alongside him. Of course, yeah. Simon, North London twice in three days, but they are two of the best grounds in the country.
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, Yeah, When I asked what's my favourite ground outside of Kenilworth Road, um, you know, having done the 92 and visited them all, Spurs is certainly, uh, you know, it was an incredible uh, occasion there. It's a wonderful stadium and can't wait to watch Luton Town play in there. Obviously, we were denied the opportunity a few years back in the FA Cup. We'd got drawn them, didn't we, but lost the replay. So, didn't go there. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, It'll be, uh, yeah, amazing that we've got, you know, two games in London, back to back, we're so used in the football league to playing, you know, some team up the north and some team far south. Tuesday went Tuesday and Saturday, so that the travelling's horrendous. So to actually have two games in London back to back is uh, one midweek. That, that's an unusual uh, prospect for us. It's a
0: far cry from the ten days of Gateshead, Darlington, and whichever the other one was, Carlisle. I think it was, yeah, whatever it was. Um, it certain it certainly is. Uh you're absolutely yeah, I think didn't we wouldn't we have also got Spurs away if we'd won another tie as well, but we'd lost the second round tie. Is it Rotherham or someone like that beat us and got Spurs away? That's a bit of a pain in the um pain in the back Tony, let's forward it right the way through now. So if we need three points from the last game of the season to survive, we have full of Alexandra Mitrovic and co uh, coming to Kenworth Road on the last day of the season. The only confirmed Sunday of the season. The season always ends on a Sunday in the Premier League. Um, all you can ask for in the last game of the season in that situation is that you're
3: at home. And um, that's what we've got. Yeah, I think uh, we, can, we can beat Fulham. We can beat Fulham. Um, we owe them one anyway, don't we? From the last time we played at Craven Cottage, I think our lot will be up for it. Um, and uh, at home, yeah, we've always got a, we've always got a chance. Um, I think uh, some people have tipped for them to get relegated, haven't they? So um, I think, yeah, I look forward to that. That'll be great. And whether we need to win or whatever, it'll be a great occasion. And, and I think we'll beat them. That would be uh somewhere to end our first season in the Premier League.
0: Um just before we go, gents, um, well, first of all, uh the fixture that you're looking forward to, uh, you know, the one that sort of jumped up at you that you can't wait to go to, James.
2: Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, yeah, I mean I haven't been to Manchester United, but I'm no great fan of them. Um Liverpool got a new ground. Well, not a new ground, new stands and stuff. But I suppose one thing, I mean, I have covered football in the Premier League uh, for a couple of, couple of seasons. and One thing that Liverpool fans might have to get used to is that um, they're not that noisy, the fans, really. And even when you think about Liverpool and the Cop, they'll get active for a European Cup game, yeah, surely. But um, when it's the likes of anyone below the top six in the Premier League, they're quite quiet. I even went to cover the Northampton Parabell Cup game up there where they beat him on penalties. And um, the, the Northampton fans were the noisiest and they were sort of singing, where's your famous atmosphere? And that's because Liverpool fans almost couldn't care less about anyone else other than in the top six in Europe. So you probably have to get used to that. But at the same time, that probably can play into Luton's hands. If you've got two, 3,000 travelling away fans, we've seen how um, much noise they can make when they get to the likes of Sunderland and stuff in a lower league so it yeah it would just be great to go to any of those massive grounds those traditionally massive grounds like Anfield and Old Trafford and um, that's about it really now isn't it (laughs) because the Spurs and Arsenal move ground and Man City aren't a traditionally big club anyway and uh, they've got their ground obviously (laughs) Chelsea's a ground i have been to recently so it's one of those, those top ones really to tick off
0: Still eight weeks from the Premier League season starting, but James is ripping apart Man City and Liverpool already. It's going to be a great season on the um, podcast, that is. (laughs) Absolute sure. Simon, what's the picture that jumped out at you when you saw them?
1: Um, For me personally, I mean, obviously the opportunity to see Luton at um, grounds they've not played at before, but one particularly for me is actually Old Trafford, because although I've been there, it's the only ground that Luton have played at already that I've not seen Luton at. So... Um, that, that for me will be nice just to tick that one off, but obviously the new grounds, as we've mentioned before, you know, always an experience. Um, so the likes of, you know, even Brighton on the first game, I mean, that's probably the, the first one that you look for when the fixtures came out, who've we got and where, where are we going on the first day? So that'll be incredible to see, uh, Luton back in the top flight, um, for the first time since, uh, the 91, 92 season. So, you know, the, the butterflies will start and the nerves will kick in and, uh, you know, one to look forward to.
0: Yeah, indeed. Tony, which one are you looking forward to the most?
3: Well, I've had a look and I, I I can't see it anywhere on the fixture list, Kev. You know, I was really looking forward to Watford. I can't see it anywhere on the fixture list, you know. So um, I, I, it must be just me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, if I'm honest, really honest, um, I'm looking forward to all of them. Not just you know, having having seen the town play against these sides in the past, all of these teams in the past, it, there isn't one that sort of jumps out at me. I mean, I I, I can remember um, going to Anfield uh, for the for the three uh, three draw uh, with the three goalkeepers, and uh, then the two two draw under Jimmy Ryan, and I, I can remember having a great time in the Arkle up there wearing a Luton shirt before that two two draw. So maybe that to uh, Liverpool away to a certain extent, but no. If I'm honest, every single game I'm looking forward to um, because um, nobody ever thought we'd get there. Nobody, (laughs) and and and, and we've done it. And uh, I think whatever happens, whatever comes, I'm up for it. Brilliant, brilliant. Can't wait. Yep.
0: Absolutely. You're right. That's it for the fixture of this podcast, but I'm not going to leave without um, one thing, James. You've already mentioned the difference in owners between our owners and many of the Premier League owners. It was highlighted earlier this week uh, when season tickets went up just £20 for Premier League football. It's an incredible gesture. Yeah, well, it just shows what this club's about, really, isn't it? Um, the, what, what? I suppose what...
2: Covid showed in in football in the top flight was that those Premier League clubs (laughs) I say it like we're not there now we're a Premier League club but the amount of money available to clubs from sponsorship and broadcasting and all that stuff that's where how they pay all their wages and stuff The, the, the ticket prices and the match day revenue unless you're one of the really big clubs I suppose that is not where you make your money which is different to where we've come from back in the lower leagues which is you know you make your money from from ticket prices and so there's really no need to be charging your fans hard-earned money like over two grand to watch watch full matches which I think is like the Arsenal prices of the world and stuff like that but, but that's what happens when you've got people that aren't fans running big clubs they're just money men Whereas this, you've got Luton who uh, are run by fans. They've been in the stands throughout their lives. They know what it's like. They know how hard it is to go and um, watch football. They know Luton's journey and where you've come from and in such a quick time. And then that's just a really, that's just a reward. And everything I've seen from fans, just really praising the club for that is, is spot on because um, to to be able to go and watch you know your your club in, in the top flight now for 450. I think you're you're going to be paying, Kev. That's incredible.
0: Yep, absolutely is. I'm certainly more than happy with the prices, as illustrated by the tweet that you embedded into your uh, article on your website um earlier. I should
2: week. be asking. I should be asking you the question because I, I, Simon and I, are quite privileged. We're going to be in the press areas, so I should be asking you to who but who have a season ticket what are you two think
0: yeah I, I echo everything that you said you know um, 450 quid for Premier League fo- for a season of Premier League football is absolutely incredible they were well within their rights given that we haven't actually had a significant increase in the ticket prices to uh, make a, a, a rise in the prices but You know, they haven't, they've remembered that it was season ticket holders that kept the club afloat largely during COVID by buying their tickets when they couldn't go to any games. And uh, we've been rewarded for that. And what I also like about it is those that have diamonds or away season tickets and things like that. They're the only ones who can get those renewals. So people can't just jump on the Premier League bandwagon. They've really rewarded the ones that have come on the journey with us. There's obviously the five-year loyalty price and, and everything else. And that's absolutely fantastic. I wouldn't expect any different of 2020, but, um, you know, fair play to them for actually going out and doing it. Because like you say, an awful lot of clubs still fleece fans, even though there's not, there's no need to. Although we should highlight, of course, that when we go to all of these 19 Premier League rounds, we're only paying a maximum of £30 a ticket thanks to the um, capping away prices in that league, as opposed to
3: QPR and Watford, where we paid an awful lot more
0: last season. Don't know if you want to add anything, Tony?
3: yeah i think it's a tremendous gesture by twenty twenty absolutely tremendous it, it it just says it all about them and uh you know i totally agree with what gary said um no billy big big bollocks and giving it the big one, you know um i think it, it it's great i mean it's a whole new chapter for us it's brilliant it, it once again our club is showing the way um totally echo what James said and 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 and, and Simon uh, it it is it's fantastic you know great gesture from them and uh, I just love it I just love it we're one of a kind there's no club like ours and um, you know long may it continue absolutely yep that okay is- can I can I just add there's one thing i am really going to miss on our podcast and that's not being able to take the piss out of Wickham anymore. Oh, I'm sure so you'll we'll, find a way, mate. I'm sure will <laughs> uh, sure find a way, Tony. Yeah,
0: absolutely. If you don't find a way, we'll probably actually be a bit disappointed. So, uh, yeah, yeah no, that is it for our look at the fixtures to come. Premier League football is 58 days away from the time that the fixtures were released to the time that Luton kicked a ball in the Premier League. Gents, I'll see you all at the Amex Stadium.